0: Listeners To an incredible episode of Whisper in the Wings We have an incredibly, incredibly exciting episode for you Uh, A perfect episode as we head into the fall season Uh, I'm very excited about this Joining us today, we have Martha Lorena uh, Preve Who is involved with the Days of the Dead Festival Which will be playing at the Crane Theater Martha, welcome, welcome Thank you so much for joining us
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and talk about this thing we're doing.
0: Yeah. And I should have, I, I should have done a little bit more homework, but what exactly are you doing with this festival?
1: Well, um, my theater company, something from abroad is resident at frigid New York, which is the crane and the Anders markets theater. So this year they approached us and say, Hey, like, do you want to turn your usual day of the dead show slash celebration to a, to a full festival? So I'm part of the team, organizing it, producing it, uh, curating it, selecting shows, inviting people, and just overall, we have, as a company, we have a, a cabaret that is part of the festival, but we're also, me and the team at Frigid are coordinating everything, logistics and tickets, and um, yeah, just the whole the whole thing.
0: So you're basically the, the coordinator, the, the, the person, the go-to person, the, the, the head person in charge kind of thing?
1: Right, I mean, I I think I'm the more like the curator because we have a coordinator, a coordinator which is Sam, who is like the main contact person, same Adrian. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in the team helping produce it for sure.
0: It's amazing. Now, for our listeners who aren't maybe as familiar with the uh, Dia de los Muertos or the Day of the Dead celebration or this festival in particular, why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Sure. Well the Dia de Muertos or like the Days of the Dead, the Day of the Dead is one of the most important holidays in Mexico. It's personally my favorite. Um, And the idea is that it's a family celebration where your loved ones that have passed away come back to earth, right, from wherever they are. (laughs) They come back and they share a meal with you and they they You put an altar, like an ofrenda for them, where you put their pictures and flowers and candles and their favorite food and their favorite sweet treats and alcohol and hobbies and everything. So they come back and then enjoy that. And as you gather together with your family, your ancestors are there too, sort of celebrating the families, celebrating uh, this this time where we remember where we come from. We remember what our loved ones were, what were they were like. You know, it's like a nice time for families to tell the stories of how was grandpa and how was grandma when they're not longer with us, but remembering all those things that they did and they love. So this festival is this is the first time we do this festival. Uh, The festival is basically inviting shows that are related to the to the Days of the Dead, but also just related to death and bringing in some Halloween related shows everything got to do with like spooky or mysterious or you know this fall season that those things get mixed together so the festival is inviting and invited a bunch of shows that had that like death as a theme basically.
0: How did you come up with the idea of putting on this year's festival?
1: Well I got asked by, excuse me, I got asked by the, by Kevin, who is in charge of the resident companies. He was like, oh, if you had all the budget, like what would you want to do with your company? You know, (laughs) what would you like? Of course, (laughs) Um, what would you want to do this year? And I said like, well, my dream would be to do, to instead of doing like a one day, day of the dead celebration, which is what we usually do as a company, like one day, one night at the Crane Theater, I said i would love to do a festival i would love to do an altar contest i would love to have a procession coming from the cemetery to the theater with candles you know i would love to do a whole festival and he said well why don't we try to do something this year why don't we try start small you know what can we do to have this first iteration of the festival so i was like oh okay let's do it (laughs) we don't have the whole all the budget in the world each show is like kind of on their own with that but I'm excited to do it for the first time and to share this holiday, which is very important and very significant.
0: Yeah. And it, it's anyone who has not experienced it. It's truly a, I guess, hallowed or just moving experience. It, it's like nothing in the world. It really is. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's empowering. It's, it's wonderful. It really is. I, I hope everyone gets to experience this at least once in their life. Um, what was it like developing all of this for this year?
1: Well, I think I was... The first thing that, I, that came to my mind is I wanted it to, to be open to other, to other things and people from other cultural backgrounds. So something very important to me was to like... Talk about it and say, like, this is not only like Days of the Dead, you're Mexican and you're coming to do something. This is the Days of the Dead. What do you have that is involving death or that is like related to this time of year and just bring it and let's make 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 it part of it. So something that was really important to me was to be able to share it regardless of cultural backgrounds, regardless of if you know it or not, your religious beliefs. I I wanted people to feel like this is a space where we all can remember our dead ones and uh, our loved ones that have passed away, you know, are dead, um, and just just remember them and honor them together with whatever art form you have and whatever you're going to do. So, yeah, I guess it was like an exploration of, okay, what are we going to do? What kind of shows do we want? Do we want to bring Halloween in? And I think the answer was yes, because Although it's a completely different thing they happened one right after the other and I think a lot of people in Mexico with like globalization and cultural influences do both like you have your family gathering you celebrate your your loved ones but you also have sometimes your halloween party and you dress up you know as i don't know as a vampire and as frankenstein whatever so so we do both and i i really like both things i really like to to that they're that they happen close to each other and that they're very, very different. But I do like them to be together in the same festival sort of thing.
0: That's fantastic. Now, with it being so I'll say mixed this year, what is the message that you're hoping audiences will take away?
1: I'm hoping that the first thing is I'm hoping that people will come to see all shows and see kind of like the difference, the different offers that there are and that they, they can take away mainly that this is a celebration. This is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, but the, this is a celebration of death, which is what the days of the death, the days of the dead is. So this is a celebration of death and the way that humans relate to death is part of life and it's there's not one way to do it there's not there's not a correct way to do it because mexicans are very flamboyant about it and they're very like colorful (laughs) and flowers and music and go to the cemetery with food but some cultures are not like that some cultures are very uh like the, the mourning and the, the respect and the ceremony is different, right? And there's not a right or a wrong way. So everyone's invited to this. So I would like that to be the takeaway, like the, death is something that we'll all have to experience dead of loved ones, you know, our own. And just like, there's so many ways to interpret that. There's ways of saying like, oh, it's spooky. So we make up these creatures that never die or we make up these creatures that bring death, right? Or it's like, oh, it's fun. So we dress up as Catrinas and death is a lady that is just like with a big hat and like a, a boa feathered, you know? So I think the main takeaway is that, how do you relate to death? How do you celebrate it? And with everything that's going on in the world and with COVID and all of that, how do we get together as a community and and process that together?
0: That's fantastic. I like that. Now want to ask this, Next question. I'm going to ask it twice because I want to ask it in relation to two different things. Okay. How long has the original festival been going on?
1: The original, like the the or other show, the show you we made. You mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. The the original, the the festival itself, the the Days of the Dead festival, the one that you usually do.
1: So what we usually do is that we have two things that we usually do. We have a play that is. Kind of like it's an it's a play in English about the Day of the Days, the Day of the Dead origins with music with Mexican folk music, so it's kind of like a musical. The music is all Mexican traditional music. The play is in English, and it's about how like the meaning of the Days of the Dead and all of that. Uh, we've done that play, or when we couldn't do the play because of budget or COVID, we started doing a cabaret which was each performer chooses some kind of art form, like a poem or storytelling or music, singing, you know, dancing. And they dedicate it to a loved one that has passed away. And it's like a variety show. It's a variety show. We have this altar. People would come out with the picture of their loved one and they would say a little story like, this is my grandma and she loved this. And I dedicate this song to her because she loved it. And then, so you would go to see a variety show of, Artists dedicating their art form to a loved one that has passed away. And either the play or this cabaret, we've been doing since 2017.
0: Wow. Now, how long have you been working on this year's festival?
1: This year's festival, I think, when was it that we started? Perhaps April, when we first thought, well, when the first conversation started of what are we going to do but this festival has shows invited shows that have been doing it for years or like new shows that are trying something our cabaret that is going to be part of the festival we we put together every year so some artists are coming back from like third year they're coming back some artists are new and they're going to share a song so yeah but the organization i think it started a few months a few months ago yeah
0: how fun to be like an April man being like, we're going to talk about Halloween in the fall. Stuff, you, know? <laughs> yeah. you guys are definitely my kind of people. I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrapping up this part of this interview, I want to ask who do you hope have access to the show?
1: I hope, uh, well, we're on the lower east side, so I definitely hope the locals can come out and see it. You know that there's a very big community there that their theater goers and their theater goers and they're from all parts of the world, right? They're from all kinds of backgrounds. There's a big Hispanic community, so I'm hoping that our neighbors come, of course, and also anyone who's curious about what this holiday is. I'm hoping people can see it as a time to, to come and be part of this like community reflection of death and this sort of like community celebration of you bring your dead ones with you, bring them, bring them to our celebration. You're welcome with that, with those feelings, with those questions, with those thoughts. So so yeah, if you haven't, as you mentioned in the beginning, no, if you haven't seen um Indie theater, now, if you haven't been down there in the indie scene, just c- come out and check us out. I would love for people to come and, and that don't usually go to these kinds of things.
0: Yeah, there, there's an incredible theater scene over on East 4th Street. Uh, I, as I mentioned before we started recording, you know, there's there's the Midtown theater scene, but if you just take the train down a few stops, on East 4th Street, you've got great theaters right there that are making incredible shows. And I love walking that stretch, you know, yeah. in that neighborhood because I, it is, it's like a, a second Midtown because not only are there great theaters, but there's great restaurants and there's great shops. And it's like the locals theater scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good away secret. of our show, we like to get to know our guests uh, a little bit more and their experience in the theater. So I want to give our, our listeners an opportunity to uh, kind of pry back the, uh, the curtain to you. Um, and I want to start by asking you, what shows in the past have inspired you or, or do you love? Um, and I'll also broaden that to um, playwrights or composers as well.
1: Um, I think my first... I love um, Federico García Lorca, which is the House of Bernarda Alba, Blood Weddings. He's a Spanish writer. He was my first, when I was in high school, like my first approach to theater. So he, and specifically, I I think the translation is Blood Weddings. I might be wrong. Bodas de Sangre. He is the first playwright that I was like I love this I can't stop reading it um the other things that have inspired me I am a big fan of S- Stephen Adley Guirgis. uh whatever he's written um I I've never seen a staged, but I absolutely absolutely love love his plays and I've only read them so I would love to see a, a staging of one of those I'm trying to think of the last things that I've that I've seen. Right now, I'm working on a play. um, I'm stage managing a play that I'm finding very, very inspiring. And like it's sparking a lot of like conversations. It's a play about South Africa during the. I'm going to mispronounce this apartheid apartheid.
0: No, You got that right. I was about to say I'm like during the apartheid. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's called My Children, My Africa. And I'm learning so much about the history of racism in South Africa, the black culture and all of these things that I did not learn in school, right? And that no one, not that it's anyone else's fault, but I didn't know, right? And it's just so interesting to have, to be able to go to the theater and find yourself with more questions, you know, with a bunch of questions before you went in and a bunch of like, just conversations, you want to have these conversations, you want to go like, but why was this happening? How was this happening? How is this possible? And just go to theater and see something like that, right? And I'm also a huge Broadway fan. I grew up, you know, listening to the all of the musicals. um, And love, love, love me a good Broadway musical that is like a fantastic production, you know, like fireworks and costumes and all that. I love that. And Recently, one that I... Oh, I saw Beetlejuice, which I found because, right? Like, the first song, this is a show about death. Well, like, wow, yes, yes, give me more of that. So it's a fun show about death.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that I left that show being like, you know, we're laughing the whole time, but it's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I am that one guy that when faced with death, I'm like, i'm the odd person that everyone's like why aren't you grieving i'm like what do you what do you want me to do? i they're not coming back like yeah. what, what shall i do you know and
1: so. that's something um very interesting that you say because as i was saying and i found myself with different people that have different approaches right and i found myself that my family and my background it's very much like a dark sense of humor and cracking jokes about death, and then I found myself in circles where that is not okay. <laughs> and, and you sometimes, you can hurt certain people's sensibilities. And this is something that we're gonna talk about in our show, in, in the cabaret. Um, this is something that I, 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 I wanna talk about with the audience, like as part of like what I'm, I'm sharing. But yeah, and then you have to like question, oh, is what I'm, is what I'm doing wrong? Is that what they're doing wrong? Are they mm-hmm. old? And no, right, they're old, allowed, like different kinds of like relationships with death are allowed. But I do, I do think that it shouldn't be something that we're, that we're hiding from and that we're denying because as you said, they're not coming back. We're all going there. So so let's have these conversations.
0: Going back to my questions for you though, uh, have you seen any great theater lately that you might recommend for our listeners?
1: Of course, now I can't. I mean, My Children, My
0: Africa sounds great, as you were talking about it. Up, uh, you're in Connecticut, right?
1: I'm in Connecticut, yes.
0: Which is not far from, from where we broadcast from in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. We, yeah, they're doing a run here starting next weekend. They're going to do a run of two weekends. So Thursday through Sunday. That's, yeah, it's very exciting. I was a part of this thing that I, that I found oh, but they're not in, they're not, we're in, they're in pre-production right now. But there was this very exciting um, play that my friend is writing about uh, women that discover a new, a new fossil as part of like the human fossil family in South, in South Africa. Um, funny enough, in South Africa. So she's developing this, like it's called like the astronaut, your astronauts or something like that. And, um i just saw the a play uh the paloma prisoner and this is about women in prison in colombia which was very interesting um i was part of this production i'm trying to think of something that i've seen but that is still playing right now You know what I mean? Because I've seen things that are now, like, have closed. Um,
0: A lot of turnovers as we head into the fall.
1: I I mean, any great theater that
0: someone can look up or keep an eye out for as well, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Raquel Almazan, she has a a, a bunch of plays that are all related to women in South America, in Central and South America. So she has one about uh, the... Crimes Against Women in Costa Rica. This one, it's about like women in prison in Colombia. And so there's like a whole like cycle of plays that deal with women and they're all in Latin America. So I I think those are very important. Yeah. It is it's a very important work that I think is very relevant. So i really like that. Um, and I love... Well, I love I love Garcia Lorca that I that I mentioned. So, if you haven't read or heard House of Bernarda Alba and uh, Blood Weddings, it's like classical theater, like classical like theater in Spanish. <laughs> but there are translations, so I really mm-hmm. I really recommend those.
0: What is your favorite part about working in the theater?
1: The audience reaction. <laughs> And just, right, because of the difference between theater, well, there's a lot of difference between theater and film, but that instant feedback from the audience, and you can see that something that you're doing on stage, either that you wrote it or you dressed it or you stage managed it, whatever part of the production you are, and something that you put your, your, your part in, collaborating and creating, it's causing a reaction, whatever that is, right? It's causing laughter or it's causing sadness or is causing like questioning or is even causing a appall, like someone is like, what is it? Whatever is causing, it's immediate and it's there and you can see it. I love that. I love that audience feedback, feeling like we're all part of this together and it's, it's never gonna be the same. This this night, this moment doing this piece of theater, it's never gonna be the same. That's
0: right. The I laugh will never be on that same place or you will never hear the sobbing from the audience at the same place or the gas. We can't rely on that. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say?
1: No, I was gonna say the same that it it's great when you can incorporate that. Sometimes where you're doing comedy or when you're doing a parody and you could go a little bit off the the script, right? You can incorporate that, but that's great. Like even if you're doing, you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing Shakespeare, you're doing and you can and you can absolutely like relate to the person and just like address them or point to them or whatever and make a part. I love that. And that's thing that's, that's where theater is going, right? We cannot longer expect the audience to just be seated there and receive. Sometimes they're kind of a part of it.
0: Well, I have one last general question to ask you, and it's my favorite question to ask, which okay. is, what is your favorite theater memory?
1: I think the first time, can I share two different ones as Absolutely. an audience and as a performer? So... The first time that I ever went to theater, I believe it was a Spanish version of Hello Dolly. So they did like a Spanish version of the musical in my in my theater, in my local theater in Mexico in the in the Yucatan Peninsula and my grandma and my mom were really excited about this play and I was like a I was like a a little kid and they took me so that was the first time that I saw these big like well these like fancy costumes and the hats that they use and the whole like the dance and everything so i think it was the combination of having experienced it as a family and for me for the first time and the excitement that my mom and grandma had about being hello dolly right it's it's hello dolly which was hola dolly <laughs> it's like the, the spanish version of it
0: Love. and
1: and um, as, as a performer, the first time I was ever on stage was also, was a school and was also one of those, um, it was actually a, a teacher's day celebration, something like that, right? And we were told to, we were told to impersonate one of our teachers and then do these like little sketch in front of the whole school. So I remember like studying my math teacher and like having exactly her movements and her clothes and her makeup, just taking notes. So I went up there and like in front of the whole high school, I, I had to be my math teacher and my, my friends were the students. And I remember the audience reaction of just like cracking up because I, I studied her movements to a point where they were like, Oh my God, you were doing it so much like her. You're like, we impersonating her so much, and they were laughing. And I remember that feeling that we just shared. You no, know, when you get an audience reaction, I, something that I did was causing this laughter, and that was like when I said, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this for a living."
0: Oh, that's that's when you catch it. That's the bug right there. Yeah, it's, it's it, you'll never get it out. That's when yeah. you're like, "Well, I was <laughs> going to be a scientist, but then this happened, so."
1: should have been a doctor
0: (laughs) that's what my mother says Uh, (laughs) are there any other productions or projects that you or your company have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug
1: oh yes 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 we have a series of parodies that are well specifically the one that we're doing hopefully on the spring um it is a hamlet in spanish but done as a telenovela yes so this is basically the script is the same it's just translated to spanish like it's an official translation of shakespeare to spanish there are no words changing the story is the same but with the crazy acting and the music and uh the costumes we're gonna we're, we made it a telenovela so <laughs> it's so much fun we it's gonna be in spanish with english subtitles so we would love we would love to get people to see it and um and if you know the story if you know Hamlet with a lot of people it's like it's a very common story you'll get it and it's a fun time to also like see a little bit of this crazy Latin American take where we are so extreme with our telenovelas and the music and the reactions <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's a really fun one we're hoping to stage it on the spring um so yeah it will be most likely at the crane and I'll have more information of that in the coming months, but that's our, our next project.
0: Well, I'm you've already got one ticket sold at least. That's me. I'm, <laughs> I'm all for that. Done. I'll, even two, I'll probably go back and see it again. Oh. <laughs> if our listeners want more information about... Um, the, the festival we've been talking about um, the days of the Dead Festival, or about um, your company something from a broad theater company, or even you and they want to get a hold of you. How can they do that?
1: Yes. Uh, well frigid frigid.com is uh, the website where all the festival information is at, and we have all of the all of the details there. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not.com, it's dot nyc, frigid.nyc. And then you can see what's the what's the lineup, when and where they're happening between the crane and the underscore marks between October 20th and November 1st. So you can see the offers of the shows. And it's also we have a sliding scale, so no one, you know, no one gets left out if you are in an economic position where you can't afford a ticket we have, you know, availability to pay what you want or like to pay a little less. So that's very important to us to like keep the community coming to the theater. Uh, something from abroad and myself, we're on, like on Instagram at something from abroad. And my personal handle is at Marta uh slash, slash, no, dash. What's the lower one?
0: Uh, underscore.
1: Underscore, <laughs> thank you. Preve, P-R-E-V-E. And yeah, we have, we announced what we're doing there. Um, Definitely check out Frigid. They have so, so many wonderful things happening all year long. And we're also streaming these shows. I think almost all of them are streaming. You can get an online ticket to see it, to see it from the comfort of your home. If you're not in the New York City area, or if you just feel more comfortable watching it from home, we're going to do that as well. So we're very excited to, to have people come check it out
0: amazing. Oh, this all sounds so exciting. I'm so glad that I got to have you on the show because this just opened a whole new door to theater for me. So
1: thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And this has been such a great conversation. And also to learn that there are a lot of people there like you, you know, interested in what's happening in the indie indie scene of theater and like helping us get the word out there.
0: Absolutely. I, This is exactly the kind of stuff I feel like people need. More people need to see because it's it's the other side, the flip side. You know, it's not. I think a lot of people think that off-off Broadway theater is that weird, like rolling on the ground or you know the weird dance kind of thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's it's still it's still exactly what you're going to Broadway to see on a smaller scale, and typically, honestly, typically just a different story that you're not used to. It's less commercial in the best way you know, which yeah. I, love. I, it's, it's a more intimate story. It's a more connecting story. So well, Martha Preve, thank you so much for joining me today. Really. It's been such an honor. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My guest today has been Martha Lorena Preve, who is the curator and the producer of the Days of the Dead Festival. Um, She's also with something from a broad theater company. And the Days of the Dead Festival is going to be Uh, at the Crane Theater here in New York from October 20th to November 1st. You can get tickets and more information by visiting www.frigid.nyc. You can also check out um, something from Abroad Theater Company's Instagram, Uh, which is at something from abroad, or you can also follow uh, Martha at Martha underscore Preve. And we're going to have all that information uh, up on the description for this episode, as well as on our social media. So Martha, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I'm excited to see the show and everything that comes with it, especially in the spring. Um, So all the best. And I'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hope to see you there.
0: So until next time, I'm Andrew
1: Cortez.
0: Reminding you to unwrap your candies and keep your mask on, and keep talking about the theater
1: in a stage whisper.
0: Thank you. Two friends from old New York.
1: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe.
0: You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StageWhisperPod.
1: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com.
0: Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jesse Spillane and Billy Murray.